If a story does its job, it doesn't ever end. Not really. But it can change. This is the nature of folktales. They shift to fit each teller. Take whatever form suits the bearer best. What begins as a story of sorrow can be acknowledged, held like a sweetheart to the chest, rocked and sung to. And then, it can be set down to sleep. It can become an offering. A lantern. An ember to lead you through the dark. We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. I'm Lisa. And I am Robbie. And this week, we This read, month. Nope, this month, we read... Thistlefoot. Thistlefoot by Bella... Jenna Rose, Rose Nethercott. Je- nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. For anyone wondering why I have not turned up to this episode, it is 6.44am. We took our sweet time reading this book. It was a long one. And we have left it to the last minute. Because procrastination <laughs> is we're doing fine's middle name. Ugh, January just, like, ran through. Like, what the fuck? What happened? Literally, what the fuck? I was gonna say, January just, like, ran through a stop sign like a bus. But, you know, that's too soon. That's <laughs> too soon. That's too soon. And if you want to know what that means, join us for the regular episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we do have, before we begin, before we begin anything, we have an urgent book club question. It said, do not open before recording. We're recording now, so I'm opening this email from Hannah. I saved it for last. Ooh, excellent. And it looks like Hannah. Hannah says, I can't ask about the content of the book since I didn't read it, but there is something I think would be fun to hear from you. Could you take turns starting a timer and trying to summarize the book as best you can in 30 seconds. Flip a coin. If it's heads, Robbie goes first. To find a coin. I'm going to flip this frog coaster. And if it's heads, Robbie goes first. Okay. Nice. <laughs> it's heads. It's frog. <laughs> it's me. All right. I am frog. I summarize. I'm going to start the timer. Google timer. Okay. All right. And go. Okay, um, this book features two siblings, Bellatine and Isaac, and they inherit um, a house with chicken legs, which sounds weird, but in this world isn't actually that weird. Like, it's still a bit weird, but, like, there's houses with gills, so it's chill. Um, and basically, this house has a dark past, and throughout the book, the two siblings are stalked by what is anti-Semitism personified. <laughs> time. Nailed it. Nailed it. Tell me I didn't nail that. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. Alright, I'm gonna try and top that. We'll see. I don't know if I can. (laughs) You can just pick up where I lived though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna go now. So the Yaga siblings, Bellatine and Isaac, were left an inheritance of a house with legs from their ancestor, Baba Yaga. Um, to continue, to, to they make a deal that basically Bellatine gets the house if they do a year's worth of puppet shows, but they end up having like magic, like trauma magic, and they're being chased by the Long Shadow Man, and they make friends and friends along the way. 
Crushed it. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah, for that little challenge. That was fun. Um, we have some other listener questions. Yes, but just to be clear, spoilers are ahead now. Oh, yes. This is where we start. Lots so, of spoilers. If you haven't joined us and you think, oh my God, that sounds incredible. I want to read it. It is incredible. Read it you now. should go read go. it. Come back. We'll wait. All right. Uh, this first question comes from Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Chris asks, this may seem like a pretty basic question, but is this the kind of book you expected it to be? Um, yes, I think so. I, f- I think so. Like when I said, when I, I saw we're reading a book about a house with chicken legs, I expected <laughs> it to be a bit folksy, folklory. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a bit along what I expected. I mean, it definitely like took me by surprise because I think something that I tend to do with our book club books, I don't really read beyond uh like the main descriptor. So like, I, I don't like look into the themes or anything of the book. So I was like, hmm, this is going to be some magic and some fun. And it was sad, it was sad, sad parts. Um, lots sad, of trauma yeah. bonding. <laughs> yeah. Not, not quite as bad as the time that I was in uni and was like, hey, we're reading Heart of Darkness. That sounds like a gothic romance. It is not. It's oh. about the Vietnam War. <laughs> it's, it's not a gothic romance. <laughs> Truly, who could have guessed? Incredible. <laughs> I was young and naive. You tried. I tried, you know. <laughs> um. So oh. an- <laughs> another question from Chris. Thank you, Chris. The Yaga siblings are so different. Do you think one lives a better version of their lives and which do you relate to more closely i i really like the bellatine because i think you're right they're both sort of avoiding their past in some way mm-hmm. but bellatine's doing it in a way that she surrounds herself with people that she loves and likes and sort of she does have walls up but she lets herself have friends whereas isaac just straight up has no friends. The one friend he did make, spoiler alert, fell off a train. And after that, he was just like, aha, uh-huh, no friends. Yeah. Yeah, like, they both responded to, like, their magic and their, like, the way they're living their lives in such different ways. And that makes sense because they're basically kind of reincarnations of two different, very different people. Um which is the original mm. Yaga siblings, the Yaga sisters. Um, but I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I I think I would have a lot more fun with Isaac's lifestyle, but like ultimately I'm a, I'm a person of creature comforts. I completely understand Bellatine when she was just like, I just wanted some affordable real estate. Yeah. Truly, truly. I mean, that's the millennial problem, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, if 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 the best we've got is a house with chicken feet, we take it. Exactly. I mean, I, that sounds great. It sounds kitschy and fun. I have been told I'm a bit kitsch. That's fine. A wee bit. It's just a t- just a touch of kitsch. Just a touch. Um. But yeah, I think I would relate to Bellatine more closely, just because stability. Yeah. Stability is nice. I crave adventure. Yeah. Do I actually pursue it? No, not really. No, no. Does it sound fun? Yes. 
Does yeah, exactly. But Theoretically, only the hours of twelve and five. Yeah. <laughs> do I yearn for adventure? Absolutely. Did I spend my weekend in mycology lectures? Absolutely. There we are. There we are. <laughs> All right. This next question comes from Callum. Thank you, Callum. Oh, thank you, Callum. Callum asks, "What did you think of the queer inclusivity?" I liked it. I thought it was so. It was basically the opposite of what happened in the last book we read. <laughs> where there was just a just a smattering mm-hmm. um i didn't see bellatine oh yeah being a lesbian i thought isaac was gonna i thought that's what the whole benji build-up was gonna be yeah i was kind of suspecting that that they didn't entirely and, say no yeah there was just no reveal but then yeah. bellatine was straight up in a lesbian relationship so that was cute and is it sparrow or rummy I think it's Sparrow. one of the. That's a they. Yeah, a little non-binary. Yeah, yeah, they, they them. them. We love to see it. Absolutely. Uh, so that was nice. Night. I should say, who is a they? Not a that's a they. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I I thought it was a good, just like smattering of inclusivity. Um, I could have used a little bit more of the romance, but you know. Though, like, speaking of which, Calm's next question is: Did you find the relationship between Tel- Bel- Did you find the relationship between Bellatine and Winifred weird? Absolutely. Oh yes, fully. Because I thought she was supposed to be like a young girl. Now I get that she was actually. I mean, she was engaged, so she was probably in like her Earth, her late like nineteen to twenty. Three or so based off of the time period probably i don't know how long like she's probably in her early 20s yeah no i mean the memory of winifred was yeah but the statue was supposed to be a young girl in blue or that's how it was described oh maybe i always just kind of imagined her as a young woman like i don't know little women age <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen or read that fair. movie slash book but I imagine her about that yeah. that age. <laughs> okay. I did like the discussion. I liked that they straight up discussed. I created her. Is she a golem? Does she spe- yes. is she specifically made to to do everything I want? And then she was able to say no and sort of Velatine had this absolute realization of, oh my god, she doesn't bend her will to me. Yeah. We love this is great. <laughs> a queen who requires consent. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I thought it, I mostly kind of thought that the relationship was a bit odd, not because of like any or anything, but more because I imagined that Bellatine, I was going off of the, like, my brain was like, oh yeah, Bellatine, Bellatine's her mom. She created her. That's her mom. Oh. <laughs> Which made it very weird for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I, I never had that sense. Because I think it, throughout the book, it sort of discussed her like plucking something out of another world and putting it mm-hmm. into the the puppet. So I thought more Bellatina is like a key as opposed to oh, a okay. creator. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But thank you, Callum. That that relationship was a bit odd. But, you know, we, we stand. Yeah. I stand. Yeah. In a book about a house with chicken legs, we got to give some cheese, right? My only complaint is, like, I could never be with Winifred. It sounds like she's always cold. I need someone who I can, like, put my cold feet on because I am always cold. Yeah, you are the Winifred in this situation. I am, yeah. 
I'm a winter Fred. Yeah. All right. This next question comes from Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Do Did you know any Bapiaga stories before this? I didn't know. I'd heard the name. Yeah, I think it's pretty similar to me where I'm like, I've heard things around Baba Yaga. I've known she's a witch. I've heard a little bit of like folk tales that include Baba Yaga, but not necessarily like Baba Yaga centric stories. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really cool. And I'm, I'm like, hey, maybe I should delve into this folklore a bit more because it sounds interesting and cool and sad. But like, that's not why I want that. But do you think n- not knowing or knowing made the book different or better or worse? Um, I don't think it made it different or worse. I don't know if it necessarily made it better. I think that the book did a good job of like telling a bunch of different versions of Baba Yaga's story, you know? Um, cause Thistlefoot yeah. is essentially telling you different versions of the folktale throughout the book. Yeah, I did enjoy that. I enjoyed when Thistlefoot was like, you've heard the story before and yet I tell it again, like that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that. And I think that was a really good way to familiarize an unfamiliar audience with, you know, this is a living legend or, you know, a legend, depending on what timeline you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good. Um, and Taylor asked one more question. If your house evolved, what do you think it would grow? Oh, shit. Shall I go first? Yes. I think my house would probably evolve with like gills and like, cause I live by the, by the ocean. Um, so, and like I live near in a country that like in a, in an area that has constant fires. So I think like it would probably like become some kind of salamander, like frog thing and like go to the ocean <laughs> <laughs> and escape fires. I like that. I think mine would probably grow fur because I'm cold. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> be a little gross. Yeah, it'd be a bit weird. Oh no, but the entire time I was like, could because like she was feeding it. Does it need to be fed? No, she did say at the book she doesn't know if it even made a difference. I don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess Thistlefoot sat in a box for thirty for seventy years, so Yeah. But Thistlefoot like seems to appreciate it. Yeah. She was closest to Bellatune, so Makes sense in my book. All right, we have one last question from Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Generational trauma transforms itself into magic that is passed down through bloodlines. What do you think of this as both an idea and a magic system? Ooh, I like it. It's chaotic. I really like it. Um, Because, like, there are generational, like, there are genetic markers from, like, times of famine or intense, like, periods of time that do affect, like, people for generations. Um, so I think it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and then I also like this idea of, like, I went through this horrible, terrible thing, and because of that, like, the next generation is actually stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Like, defended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it also, like... It also puts a further importance on actually knowing your family's history, which is also very interesting because it is a story that takes place in America where people lose a lot of their history. Um, and they don't know why they have this magic, right? Like, yeah. Bellatine didn't know. Yeah. So I, I really appreciated that. I think it was really interesting and very fitting for the setting. 
Mm-hmm. No, I, I liked it. It was a good, um, a good concept. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lauren. That was very insightful. All right, Robbie. I must ask you probably the most basic question: Whomst was your favorite character? Okay, so this might be a bit of a curveball here, but I really like oh. Thistlefoot. I don't think that's a curveball at all because Thistlefoot is also my favorite character. Amazing! I I just <laughs> loved her narrations and her like little stories and oh she was so cheeky her char- yeah yeah like the bit at the end where um the they asked the, so they they bring life to the drowned fool and mm-hmm. they um, and he's about to tell a story and then oh and she interrupted the chapter, and she was like well yes he'd do a fine job telling you that story but uh, you've been with me for so long i'd never leave you to another another <laughs> storyteller at the final hour <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was so good. So good. I really enjoyed Thistlefoot's little narrations. Fave character. What about you? Oh, I agree. Thistlefoot. <laughs> oh, that was easy. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that was easy. Um, Since we have a little bit of extra time, just like we haven't discussed the Long Shadow Man or any of those atrocities at all. Like, Yeah. What? Did, did you ever piece it together before they spelled it out or like? No. Not like, at what all. did you expect him to be? I had no no concept of what I thought he was going to be. Like, I hadn't even. I I was so not confused, but I just there at no point did I have a have like an inkling of an idea. So I was just along for the ride. Like, mm-hmm. okay, when are you going to tell me? When are you going to tell me? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Because I don't think it clued. Like, I don't think I really clued into it until Bellatine was like, you know, I didn't ask who. I asked what, and then. You know, in their conversation later on, he said he was a when, and like I was like, "Oh shit, oh shit!" Yeah. This book's about generational trauma, <laughs> and it's very obvious. <laughs> and I'll, like, there's just so many sub like plot lines going on. Yeah, um, and I think I really, I really, really enjoyed that. It does a very good job of discussing the Long Shadow Man in a sort of not scientific, but a very sterile way. You know, they refer to yes. You know, they they refer to the the demons on their back as passengers. So all the while you're just like, what Mm -hmm. is this? You know, I think you're distracted by the language that the the kids on the bus use, which is fair game. I think that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, Because it's these kids that have not experienced this trauma and are just seeing the results Mm -hmm. of it and being very confused but wanting to help. And if that doesn't sum up white guilt, I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, I don't think they were all white. No. <laughs> they very obviously weren't all white. <laughs> yeah. But I do think I do think it does like kind of go to that thing where the people who have the least tends to do the most. Um, cuz they were, you know, these kids just scrapping by. Um, and they're like, "Hey, this is a need that needs to be fulfilled. Like, let's fucking save the world." And I think like there's just nothing more musicians in a bus than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They're scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just like, I don't know, is there anything that just like really stood out to you in the book? Whether it was like a mm. scene or a moment or or like anything unresolved I or will an issue say, that you had with that? The only thing I will say in this small amount of time that you've allotted for me um <laughs> is that Lee Fen was a beautiful human being, and I'm upset we've not mentioned her name oh yet. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. Intention. No, she was amazing. Intention. Intention. 
That almost makes me want to restate my favorite character, though I might actually do that because Hubcap, Hubcap was amazing. <laughs> you can't pick a cat. Why not? You can pick a house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what chapters did Hubcat narrate? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thistlefoot was my favorite POV. Hubcap was my favorite cat. <laughs> okay. I, like. um, I, I think... Like, the only thing that we haven't really discussed that I kind of take issue with is Isaac blaming himself for his friend's death, for Benji's death. Yeah. Like, I think he's doing everything in his power to honor his friend, but, like, and there can be regret there, but I don't think he really deserved all of that guilt. But I think that's the point, right? Yeah, it's absolutely the point. I'm just mad about it. Yeah. (laughs) For anyone that doesn't remember. I just wanted to say it. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't remember, um, Benji and Isaac are on a train and there's a bump and Isaac, uh, Benji stumbles off the edge of it and there's a moment where Isaac could have helped him but he like freezes and then by the time he reaches out to save Benji, Benji's fallen under the wheels of the train. So, heartbreak. And no one can blame him for freezing. Fuck. We all fucking would. Yeah. All right. Well, with all of that... What would you rate this book? I'm going to give it a four out of five. Oh, that's it? Yep. No explanation? No. <laughs> uh, no. I'm just a big fan. Just a big fan. I really enjoy- That's It's my sort of genre, you know? Yeah. I like that whole sort of folksy retelling. Absolutely. What about you? Um, We actually disagree here. <gasps> I'd give it a five out of five. Oh, <laughs> okay. Good for you. We're whipping out the five stars very early on this year, I see. You know, maybe it's because I was so disappointed because <laughs> there was for me. Hey, starting this year off with a five-star read, I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, that's not that not not bad. All right, would you? Can we announce our book for February? I'll give you a drum roll because I do not remember anything about it. I remember that I liked it. <laughs> It is very early, Fantastic. okay. Oh no, there's a hole in the pile t-shirt. Good job I'm getting more. Oh no. Sorry, okay, so our book club choice for February 2023 is... <gasps> Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo. <gasps> oh, exciting, exciting. Yes, I'm very excited. This is like a critically acclaimed one. So I do look. This was also suggested to us by Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. A pleasure as always. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted you. You didn't. I yawned. Oh, okay. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm excited. I'm going to start this one a little bit earlier since uh, I had a bit of a rush to get this one finished. Me too. I've already ordered it from the library. It will arrive like tomorrow. I just have to finish Convenience Store Woman and then I'm done. I'm ready to go. Nice. I have one credit left on Audible, so I'll get it downloaded probably right now. Um, Because then if I finish this early, I can read Spare by Prince Harry. Oh. Yeah. Your country's favorite ginger, probably. You know what? Least favorite, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. What, where, is, where is he right now? All I know is there's <laughs> a scene where he puts cream on his dick and thinks about his mum. So, sign me up. You know, that was going to be a who asked for this. Yeah. But, you know, you <laughs> ruined for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's it from us. So, thank you for joining us. 
Um, as usual, if you have book suggestions or you're joining us and want to let us know your thoughts or any questions you want us to answer, email them at wearedoingfine at gmail.com. Yes, I can't wait to read Girl, Woman, Other with everyone next next month. Yes, get on it. As usual, you know all our socials, so just find us on there and join in on the conversation. Because these episodes are a lot better when you guys join in. Thank you for everyone that sent their questions in this Yes, week. thank you. Your participation makes this podcast. Somebody please tell us what to do for our 200th, our 200th episode. We don't know. <gasps> yeah, we, we, have, we, don't. we have no idea. We're going to do a brainstorming Animal Crossing out. session later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that is it for another month. So... Until next month, keep reading fine. Keep reading fine. Beautiful.